अगर आपको विदित से मिलना है तो यू हैव टू गो टू एन एयरपोर्ट इन बर्गर शॉप समय शादियां होती टू सीजन इन इंडिया बोथ हार्वेस्टिंग पोस्ट हार्वेस्टिंग मैरिज स्टार्ट बिकॉज दैट रिसोर्स फॉर दिसकवरिंग समथिंग एंड से दिस लुक्स कूल दिस What are you saying in summary? Like, if I'm building a product for today, what is that insight? I have seen children of uh, abandoned family doing phenomenally well and building new categories and new products. The first thing we were talking about before you arrived is: Are the products from your e-commerce company as late as you arrive? Like. <laughs> तुम लेट आते हो तो प्रोडक्ट भी लेट आएंगे मेरे पे ठीक है यार तुम कंपनी में लेके जा रहे हो दिस इज नॉट करेक्ट वी आर किडिंग यू वांट टू पुट दिस पार्ट इन द पॉडकास्ट दैट्स वेयर ही ही इज सेइंग दैट ही इज लेट बिकॉज़ यू वाज मैनेजिंग ऑन टाइम सो हाय गाइस वेलकम एवरीवन टू एपिसोड 3 अह आई थिंक टू बिगिन मे बी वी कैन ऑल लाइक स्पीक अबाउट व्हाट वी डू इन वन मिनट and uh, since we all know each other already uh, we can intersect and we can say different things we know about each other the idea is just to get everybody to know who we are so let's start with uh, vidit hey i'm vidit atre i run misho misho is not like that not what you give in college interviews and stuff like what that. do you say then you have pehle ye batao i'm vidit i was born here i was this kind of a child Uh, that's exactly what the know, college interview I is. You know, at this age, this <laughs> college me is like that. Oh, acha. So I have to give something different, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Basically, you have to say the absolute blatant truth. Ha. Huh, You're so saying that anybody will find about your like who you are, run something which is not on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So I, hey, I'm with the Tatre. I grew up in Delhi. in that part of delhi that people don't know as much which is rohini i was born in meerut so my entire family comes from meerut and hapur so i was the first engineer in my entire family right so it's a what was everyone else doing farming so my both my mom and dad side like everyone like all my cousins most of them still do farming and so do the very different upbringing when i was growing up my dad used to tell me there are only two kinds of professions professions one someone who does a government job or second who sits on the perchun ki dukan so if you don't want to sit in a perchun ki dukan you better study and perchun ki dukan kya hoti hai which is kirana shop basically hmm. so if you don't want to sit there you better study and become an is officer some day so all, all my life i was like told this and i used to believe it for a very long time and and i grew up went to iit delhi all of that and when i went there i realized the world is not bipolar only two professions and there are lot more other things you can do and that's when i changed um after college went to um went to itc in a operations heavy role mm-hmm. very different and from delhi to chennai and i went into a factory where the where everyone in the factory used to speak only one language which was tamil and i used to I used to go every day in the office. There used to be a morning stand-up meeting, which was about an hour in Tamil. <laughs> and I'm standing there, like everyone, everyone knows English. I'm saying, why don't we speak English? Because we are in Chennai, so we have to speak in Tamil. So I used to stand there and have no idea what's happening. But I was forced to kind of pick up some bit. I I would still say like the f- first two years of my career. it was very interesting because i was put into the most uncomfortable parts right like you 
sitting in Delhi, you can do all the nice stuff. Like you can do good analysis, you understand Excel, but like managing a lot of people, going to a place where you're uncomfortable or everything, language, food, over time, figuring out your way around this. So I think it was, it was pretty cool. If I look back at that point in time, I got connected to a friend who was in Bangalore. Bangalore was coming up like your flip cards and your in movies of the world. So moved here and eventually in 2015. Same college, no? Yeah, yeah, same college, but like I think the... Which year passed out? 2012. Yeah, it is like nine years. Yeah, it's much, much later. So yeah, so I think then I come to came to Bangalore and like everyone else got bitten by the entrepreneurial bug because there was so much to do. And we started Misho back in 2015. Um, so now coming to like what we do at Misho and why did we even pick what we are doing? So we started in 2015 and doing this because we realized that e-commerce was coming up and everyone was talking about, hey, why, how all of this is moving online. But e-commerce at that point in time was mostly smartphones and white goods selling online, right? Like which was not India retail to some extent. Small businesses who are a very core part of India retail was still primarily offline. And 85% of India retail happens via a lot of these long tail unbranded small businesses. So we said, we'll bring them online. If someone asked me how, I had no idea, but we said we will bring them online. And that's when we started Misho. So yeah, we will complete eight years. Been a very, very interesting journey. Um, now we have close to 140 million consumers who buy from us annually across all kinds of categories from about a million small businesses. So that's all. Hmm. Super. So uh, I think Mr. Kishore Biani. Everybody knows uh, broadly you're an icon of selling both online and offline. And I think each one of us growing up in one way or another has some way or in one way or another experienced one product that you might have made or another. Uh, so maybe uh, even though we have seen you, we don't know so much about your childhood, where you were born. Uh, I've met your family, I've come to your house, I've met your daughters and stuff like that. But uh, maybe you can give us a minute or two. Yeah. So I'm Kishore Biyani. I formed a lot of consumer businesses called our group, the Future Group. And uh, I was born in Bombay. Born and brought up in Bombay. I studied uh, commerce. Was interested in marketing. So used to follow most of the advertising that used to happen then and then build my own brand of trousers to start with. Started with fabric how, business. How did you first think of starting the <coughs> trouser brand? I think uh, that was way back and Which year? I would say 91 or something. It. I was supplying garments, to, I was supplying fabric to the garment industry. That time the brands were Charak, Dean, Double Bull. They were very different brands then. What year was this? This must be 87. And people were just moving into from tailor-made to ready-made. Vidit was not even born. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel odd one out here in terms of seniority. <laughs> he's, he's halfway there. <laughs> I'm a little bit lower. He's up sick. So it was a different world. I was born to a very conservative family. We come from Rajasthan. Family was very religious, pious. I was an atheist. Uh, Always, uh, what do you call, I was known as the black sheep of the family. And uh, 
contrarian thoughts on everything in life. And so I thought I'll not join the family business. We had a small wholesale fabric trading business that time. So when I joined, when I when I just graduated, I, I did some course in marketing. I did my I did my CA entrance. I never I, I think in five years of college, I went to attend a class only once. One class attended in five you, years. Do you think there is some kind of a correlation between rebellious kids or kids who have grown up with more insecurity than usual to how well they do later in life? Do you think more rebellious, insecure end up doing better? I, I believe that uh, today my children are born in uh, abundance and to more democratic parents. I was not born to democratic parents and we were born in a shortage era. So I think shortages or less availability does definitely make you work harder and make you expand your mind and thoughts. So I think abundance can create something else. But what we got was not abundance in any which way. He also doesn't come from abundance in a way. No? I don't. And by the way, I, to some extent, I agree with what you were just asking. I believe... Like I come from a family or I would say even when I was growing up, I was like a compliant child, right? So whatever my parents tell me, I do it until I come to college and suddenly I have an independent bent of mind. And now I question everything. So until then, I would say like my parents would make me do that puja every day. And I've been an atheist since college, right? So everything changed because until then, right? Like I only saw a very small part of the world and I thought this is right and wrong and everything is very black and white. And as you get exposed to more and more stuff, then some people are okay and you can say rebellious, I call it independent, but I feel it happens and it's definitely one input to doing something crazy, right? Because if you do something which is by the book, it's very hard for you to challenge what has been happening for years. But only one thing I, I, I observed as a common, like he passed out in 2012 and you are somewhere in 80. But still the, the feeling of like I have grown in such a constrained, disciplined family because how I see, and that might be that's not the truth, but uh, children, so these days we say that no, they have a lot, to, a lot. Might be you have the same feeling, hey, 2012 kids have a lots of access of information, infrastructure, better college, better education. But the feeling is similar and that doesn't matter. Like our, 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 my grand, grandfather was always saying that when I was uh, I was studying, I was crossing river, walking this much kilometer and things like that. And when you were studying, was saying that you guys have everything. And we believe, no, no, this is also tough. So I think that feeling is very common. Doesn't but do you think that is true then? Like say my parents, my mom was a music teacher and my dad was a bank employee. But do you think people who grew up in middle class upbringing like myself or under feel more insecure about things like money, uh, things like having the freedom that can be associated with money and hence they overcompensate when they grow older? I, I think money matters a bit lesser here. Like I, it's obviously when I was growing up coming from a lower middle class family, like if it's a very top of mind thing to solve, but I don't think that leads to it. Like very hard for me to attribute to it. Right. I think we'll go by data. It's very hard. Might be if I, we can share our perspective right. from the rebellious point of view. But yeah. I think that's not true. I think it was very regimental in nature when you're middle class, hey, you have to study 
there is only one way you have to get a get into like some job nice job otherwise your marriage will not happen things like that i think those are the main issue might be for us it was never that issue that's why you can see but by data i'll tell you we all invest in startups right like each one of us uh i didn't realize this for a long time but very organically you at least we formed a filter by we i mean different funds i'm a part of that if somebody was a very entitled guy if somebody was the son or a daughter of a very rich man you would have this uh thing in your subconscious which would make you wary of investing in that startup same i've had the same thing it's it's not true in a way i believe it's uh, nature of a but they can excel in something else which nobody else can do some categories they can excel much much better so i we have dwelt a lot into understanding this but uh, i think uh, abundance creates something else and shortages create something else but rebelliousness definitely creates something without being a rebel uh, you can't because as a rebellion uh, you like to destroy something and create something no i got into i created uh, i went into business created a fabric which became quite popular it was called stone wash at that time then denim as a fabric came in how did you create this fabric like i think uh, i think there was a fashion which was going along and uh, i was uh, i did some course in weaving and i was very interested in textile fabric as such So, all, so how old were you when you were doing this course 21 22 yeah. was it a thing back then to do a course in weaving and try to make a fabric? i was trying to do everything yeah. I, i was not a great student or had inclination towards studies my parents never knew whether i passed or failed also <laughs> so so we were a, we were a joint family we were 13 of us in our age group my father was six brothers and if we all came and didn't one of them didn't sleep also nobody would notice so we lived very very differently then so i think uh, so idea was to create something and it started with creating that fabric supplying to the garment industry building denims then building our own brand and then it kept on going on and on so in terms of creation i it became like building brands building retail formats then getting into nbfc logistic business insurance so multiple things and then investing into a lot of entrepreneurs right when was that moment when you really scaled like when you guys became really big because i remember growing up like your brands were everywhere man every one of us knew you you were on the cover of magazines like you were talking yeah. about that book na i got like one book it was kind of bible at that time for to study the retail i think uh, if you look at uh, if i look back because uh, i am in a different state of mind or in terms of business at the moment so i have done it might appear that i have done what people do in three generation i created and i destroyed everything so creation and destruction and maybe if there is a chance to create something more but uh, but it was a process which was fantastic because first was destroying your old thoughts destroying your parents thoughts creating something out of that and then destroying your thoughts again and again because we went into luxury and we went into masses we went to the lowest end of the population with a store format called aadhar which is below 50000 population and we dealt with the highest end by creating something called food hall and in terms of departmental store central to brand factory so we catered to lot of audiences and there was a lot of learning from a like hindustan lever at that point of time how do you create brands at every segment of the population so i think branding was something which interested us and me so we laddered many brands in the retail formats 
and so it was a journey. I would say 20, 30 years we compounded at 30 percent. So it was for 30 years we did grow every year, and uh, so. But now it's a different journey. So another experience. You have become more philosophical than right. doing anything. Yeah. It's an incredible journey. Mm. And out of all the things you could have done, like why, like big big bazaar and future group, like why? How did you arrive at this is the thing? This is my calling. Was it just weaving thing which led to this? I, uh, before creating Big Bazaar, I had a format in mind that uh, we'll create a marketplace for brands. So Central was originally conceptualized much before Big Bazaar for me. But then Big Bazaar came about, uh, I, I started visiting uh, the bazaars and the hearts which used to happen in small towns. So people used to take the markets. So we thought, why can't we create markets with that hustle and bustle in a city. I had not seen Walmart then. I had not seen any other retail format. So we thought, let's try this. And uh, so then the idea was to build scale. So we opened three stores in 22 days so that we could build some volumes and some scale. So it was a market hustle bustle. We thought there should be a button brush effect. People should meet each other. People should, <laughs> there should be crowd. Because crowd can only get crowd. So it was a, it was a different experience then. But we must say that, sir, uh, in this country, Somebody who has thought of organizing retail and started at that scale. And people started believing because your your format was started working. I think several format and come destroyed will come again futuristic and all. But you have given that genesis or uh, retail can be organized. Like the kids say today, he's like the OG of commerce. I call it father of, uh, gangster. Uh, father <laughs> of uh, organizing retail. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I 100%. I think uh, we... I have learned so much directly in that. Somebody becomes a catalyst to do that. So I think we got we that. Have, we have done that for retail for sure. We got that opportunity to do it. And I think once you start looking at from consumer lens, you can create something much, much more because you are looking at the consumer and creates something, not looking at yourself and creating something. So we created that consumer understanding, trying to, we, uh, as a group, we have an organization which is uh, called Future Brands, wherein we, from the last 15 years, every six months, we do a Bharat Darshan and we record every societal change happening in the country. That's we, very important. We record every lyrics written in the country. Anything which becomes popular, we make it a point. So like when we used to get huge crowds in uh, Big Bazaar stores, we went to Tirupati temple to understand how to manage crowds. <laughs> so <laughs> India is a fascinating country. Box, like release this box. And what did you learn yeah. from Tirupati? Tirupati is unbelievable management. Crazy. How to manage crowd was something, how do you create that Lakhadeka uh, Rasta, make people stand in the queue, give them water, give them everything, make them patient. And so you, you learn from everywhere, everywhere. India has all the experiences which you can experience and learn from. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Learning Tirupati to retail, huh? <laughs> Should have been the title of the book. So our, my first retail store experience where we got inspired was Savanna stores in Chennai. Where they sell idli and everything all. they used to sell in one single place. Yeah. Sarvana Bhavan, right? Sarvana stores. Not stores, Sarvana because stores are big. They used to sell uh, utensils the most. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was thinking of Sarvana Bhavan. No, Sarvana Bhavan is, that is a food. Uh, That's a food thing, but the store is huge. Huge. Appliances, everything. Does. Yeah, everything. So Big Bazaar was, in fact, conceptualized from inspiration of Sarvana more than anything else. Yeah, like everybody. So, yeah. I have to like preface this for context. Me and Sujit hang out a lot. Okay? Like, 
we were together yesterday we traveled together uh, if he was not married <laughs> people would have the wrong idea but <laughs> we end up spending i think we travel at least once in 2 3 months somewhere together yes i think last one year we yeah. Several, several yeah okay so i know him very well uh, yeah but this, hmm. yeah, let, let me say uh, where i come from yeah. like vidit was saying that i am from merak so i come from a place called bhabua in bihar it's a very small uh, town i've grown up there studied there till 12 in hindi medium from bihar board <laughs> and i don't know how i have gone to iit because i came to know about iit only in people get the 12th we call it intermediate yeah so it was a part of college at the time when after 10th you go to college and it's not 10 plus 2 it's a intermediate then ba bsc whatever so i have from hindi medium converted to english just for exam uh somehow landed in iit delhi i never planned to go to iit delhi i wanted to be in itbhu बिकॉज वो मेरे को लगता था घर के पास है हमारा लैंग्वेज भोजपुरी चलता है और आई विल बी द किंग ऑफ दैट कैंपस समथिंग उसको बोलते ना कि स्टार कुछ और बोल रहे थे तुम्हें जाना है दिल्ली आई लैंडेड इन दिल्ली एंड दैट वाज माय फर्स्ट बिग सिटी एंड आई हैव एक्सपोज टू लाइक ओके स्कूल और कॉलेज ऐसा होता है नहीं तो हमारा टेंथ प्लस टू हमारे स्कूल का नाम था अटल बिहारी सी उच्च विद्यालय भगुआ को उच्च विद्यालय बोलते हैं तो वहाँ इतना कुछ था कि पढ़ाई छोड़ के मैंने सब कुछ किया so many things i never saw even like i had a smaller school i would say until 12th when i came mujhe ke ye sab kya hota hai i have no idea right like you have all kinds of sports you have all kinds of yeah. extra curriculars to do so you get exposed to this right after college or right after school yeah. people go crazy so i can totally connect with this feeling so india mein people play cricket badminton कुछ ये सब तो खेलते ही हैं वहां जाके देखा एक स्क्वाश भी था एंड यू नॉट बिलीव इवन बिलियर्ड्स एंड ऑल आई वाज स्पेंडिंग सो मच ऑफ टाइम बाय सेकंड और थर्ड ईयर आई वाज इन द इंस्टीट्यूट सो इवन आई वाज प्लेइंग बिलियर्ड पूल सो लाइक लाइक आई सेड स्टिल गॉट गुड मार्क्स इन आईटी नो दैट तू करेगा क्या कोई ना कोई कुछ तो कर ही लेगा यार छोड़ना बट एट दैट टाइम इन Y2K when you were passing in 2003 or 2001 2002 the whole job scenario was so bad campus mein IIT mein even computer science walon ka 2.5 lakh 3 lakh ka job nahi lag raha otherwise people go out all the mncs come to campus they take those first like electricals computer all this and then rank wise and even like even you are last from the bottom you you will get some job उस साल तो किसी का नहीं लग रहा था एंड इट वॉज अ काइंड ऑफ कि यार करे क्या एंड देन आई हैड समेयर आई थॉट कि यार पढ़ा तो है नहीं थोड़ा सा पढ़ाई कर लेता हूँ और एंड आई रिमेंबर कि पिताजी बोलते थे कि यार आई कर लो मैंने कहा अच्छा आई करें क्या मैंने कहा लग रहा है कि इससे कॉलिंग फॉर आई एस आई वॉन्टेड टू बी बिकम यू फिर गया वहाँ पर देखा कि देन यू हैव टू टेक समल सब्जेक्ट like history public ad 
geography you have to study all the general uh, 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 knowledge and then you have to core subject like physics math as a science boy you can choose one otherwise you can choose any subject then i spent almost six months there and then decided and this is not my interest mm. somehow uh, i decided to join some small farm where i can learn some of the friends connected me to uh, some person he has agreed to take me as a co-founder at that time kpo in 2000 i'm talking about 2004 2005 so we have started a kpo taking a project, delivering the project. We were like 25, 26 people and doing that for almost like Daitin Chal. And in 2008, recession came, <laughs> no project, no money. <laughs> and Sachin, Sachin in 2007, uh, he was my one year junior in IIT in same hostel. He said that we are starting in I was in love with that Delhi. I was in love with that I was settled there. Then he, he, I think he got married early in 2008. He called me for in marriage. And then and we decided to close KPO because there project no project. Then we decided to... your dentist, no? Yes. So, uh, in 2008, he early 2008. I said, what are you doing? He books. I amazing type. I Then I, I came in 2008. Uh, I I was not able to imagine ki, ek, because he was he was a very silent boy. He was a little different on campus. He said, what are you doing? He said, I don't have a commitment or commitment. And I'll Because Billy was two years junior to me. I will meet him. After that, And I was like, Because all the suppliers of books at that time were in Delhi. And they were not, their presence in Delhi was not there. And somehow, like, it has... I like the uh, I like the business model and then decided to again go went back to Delhi because I have to so I was taking care of all the business supply operation then I went back to Delhi solving those problems sare publisher se milke unke suggestion lekin nokri to tumhari lagi nahi hogi tum yahan kya kar rahe ho aise kuch hota nahi hai books koi online nahi karega hindustan mein jo bhi raha i think at that time, uh, we were inspired by your journey and then we were, that's where I'm saying that we were studying your books also. Bini bolta, e books padh lete hain, isme jarur kuch ne hooga ki retail kaise solve karte hain. So, raat ur me mein, mein ka, ek publisher ko bola, yaar, wo kitab de de, mein aaj padh ke usko. And then I, I, I finished that book. In Flipkart started 2008? Uh, so, started in October 2007. Uh, I joined in 2008, but I was like, dono hi the. Look, something when I went there, it was seven, eight books order. friends. So yeah, the journey has started. By the way, when I joined, it was not even a company, it was a proprietorship. Because payment gateway online. So Sachin's father was a trader in, 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 in uh, Punjab, Chandigarh. 
सो ही हैज सम बैलेंस शीट वेयर की उसको सीसी एवेन्यू का वो मिल जाएगा टीज ऑपरेशन so it started uh, e-card within flipkart in 2010 uh, yeah we have built that and uh, that journey was amazing so from 0 to 15 so i left in 2016 we started uran uh, with uh, babha and amod again babha and amod uh, i met babha uh, in flipkart he was cto of flipkart and amod uh, uh, amod was cto and babha i know he was my senior in itdel so a good friend but he was also working in flipkart yeah iits ki baat kiya itne sare entrepreneurs kyun hote hain wahan se i'm saying ko delhi se hote hain baki iits by the way all of them are same hostel all of them are same hostel also by the way is jwala right driver jwala sachin jwala sachin jwala ke hain waise zomato wala jo kara ka hai lekin ab tum retail retail to aisa lagta hai ki jwala ye bhi jwala gaye par kya karte hai ki aise hostel i have no idea maybe ab baad mein i'm connecting the dots now is it because of the network of alumni that it helps iit but iit delhi has that thing mumbai bhi hai to help karte hai alumni like people who to nahi karte the yaar ye hamare time pe to kiya but my case like my all of my angel was done by lot of iit delhi ban gaya tha na hamare time mein to na funding thi na koi janta tha ki ye hota kya hai funding pe kya hota hai funding at the vc fund hote kya nobody was knowing at that time So I think उस समय नहीं था इन बाई दस वाई टू थाउजेंड ट्वेल्व में तो मैं खुद एंजल करने लगा था वी गॉट सम एग्जिट सुजीत बहुत एंजल करते पागलों की तरह हमी कंपनी और भी है स्केल वाले पांच छे तो होंगे Off late, he keeps talking about coffee and yeah, I was killed this coffee. Third wave, third wave. Third wave. Investing in something else, coffee. I have uh, now uh, because I believe there are too much on one sector, tech, tech, tech. So I found something in India. Food will also scale, QSR. So from last one and a half year, I'm experimenting like third wave. So when I came there, there was nothing. Uh, in last one and a half year, we have scaled. I think somewhere now they are valued around 200 million something like that, um, and it's good because they're they're profitable business. That's what I'm saying. It, it's good to see that some business is profitable <laughs> and they are making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have a view uh, in India beyond tier two, tier three city, um, like Domino's kind of business can be built. Uh, MacD also can be built, but I found some great entrepreneur who are already building. i'm backing them um uh, and i i believe that they will open 2000 3000 store in this country um so i am experimenting on that same view i have for the south indian food because of uh, if you'll see rameshwaram and i'll give an example yeah, i've been there yeah so they cut like 7500 bills a day crazy and they one store does 5 crore so this is like 10 by 10 kind of 10 by 15 kind of store store, store in a whole do do like 4.5 crore a month Amand, fifty crore one store, 
of 10 by 15. And with decent margins and all of Decent margin. I'm just saying it's a 70% gross margin. Mm. They must be doing a beta and monthly level generating around 30% mm. minimum. So Vidit's wife is uh, again a very successful entrepreneur. She has this brand of clothing called uh, My Bliss Club. Bliss Club. Yeah. You want to say something? Yeah. So so basically she started this business about two and a half, three years ago. And like it's a very mission driven business. Mm. What she's trying to solve is she's fundamentally building the first women focused fitness brand. Right. Because in India, most fitness brands have always been associated with men. Mm. Right. Like no one solved women focused problems. So she started this two and a half, three years ago. And she wants to kind of build a culture of movement in her own words, right? So she wants people to move a lot more. Fitness is not just about having like some crazy sick pack abs, but like everyone, whatever you do every single day, even if you walk 100 meters, you're moving. And how can you make that journey more fulfilling? So she started this two and a half, three years ago, and it's been doing pretty well. I, I see her every day because we live in gym. <laughs> Religiously, they, they like, see, comes every day. Position is a body positive brand. Yeah, it's a, I think it's one of the principles is that, like, hey, how do you again go against body shaming, which happens again a lot in India? So we have, we had a brand, we built a brand called All, Little Larger. Uh, that became very big. Actually, it was the most profitable business we ever created. But majorly we were in Wovens, not in Nets as much. So before I met Meenu, like one and a half, two years ago, me and Vidit had gone for a conference. So I had never met his wife and uh, we had one week to kill and we used to spend a lot of time having breakfast, lunch, dinner every day. And he would describe Meenu to me. Uh, the thing about Vidit, right? He's very certain about what he wants in life. And there is a weird kind of contentment. I'm talking not professionally, but personally, which makes him... I think more complete as an emotional human being, which is fairly unique because many people I know, including myself, we live through a lot more ambiguity when it comes to forming our notions about these subjects where you're so certain about what you believe in and what you want. And so early in life, I think that's something gifted. And you're the youngest amongst all of us. And Sujit ki baat ye hai ki usme koi filter nahi hai. Achha, like, it's a very good, good for a podcast like this. Yeah. Anything to anyone. Like, I'm thinking concert story where we both don't get into trouble. It's not that he will get into trouble. But I want, like, we don't want a safe story. We want an interesting story. I'll, we'll talk about a friend of ours, okay, first. So, we both went to Riyadh. Like, last month? Two months? February, yeah. February, we went to Riyadh. We were there for one entire week. And... One very nice gentleman invited us to his house for dinner and uh, his family. His name was H.A. Hani Muhammad. Hani Muhammad. H-A-A-N-I. Uh, you say the next part. <laughs> that is so, again, Marwadi or uh, Mumbai, there's an Hindi So then, uh, Hani Muhammad, everybody is here, Hani. He started calling you Hani. <laughs> honey, that friend of yours. <laughs> but it was so funny when he when you're like, um, hi, honey. 
गुड नाइट किसी ने बोला रियाद में सब कुछ बदल रहा है ग्रेट इन्वेस्टिंग अपॉर्चुनिटीज यू गैस गो चेक इट आउट सो वी मेड अ ग्रुप ऑफ फ्रेंड्स एंड वी वेंट टू रियाद फॉर अ वीक एंड वी मेट people in different departments in business in government all of that the scale of the projects they are doing is madness wo log ek villa project bana rahe hai called roshan you know how many villas they building 45000 45000 for one project 45000 in, in one project they spending 3 trillion dollars on that new Uh, that i saw one, like some one, city one, very different city it's a it's a line city call it line so the dimension is 200 meter सब स्टोर विजिट करना चालू किए सबसे मिलना चालू किए वी वुड हैव मेट एवरी एंटरप्रेन्योर हु हैज क्रिएटेड समथिंग इन द वर्ल्ड वो स्केल देख के आई थिंक वी स्टार्ट थिंकिंग अबाउट दैट ये करेंगे इंडिया में देन वी स्टार्ट मेकिंग मिस्टेक्स आई वाज कमिंग टू दैट पॉइंट आई एग्री विद यू आई थिंक व्हाट हैव यू सीन अ लॉट ऑफ एग्जांपल्स लाइक दिस लाइक वेयर पीपल गेट इंस्पायर्ड टू मच इन से कि हां ये पूरा इंडिया यूएस में चलता है इंडिया में भी चलाएंगे इंडिया में ये प्रॉब्लम है सब मॉडल वहीं से आते हैं But don't you think जो US में होता है यहाँ पे लैग के साथ होता है बट होता है कुछ नहीं कुछ तो होता ही है बट बिकॉज ह्यूमन बींग्स आर ह्यूमन बींग्स लाइक आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट ई कॉमर्स इट लार्ज आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट बट ई कॉमर्स ऑल्सो इन इंडिया इंडिया में इतना लगा था कि कुछ नए चेंजेस भी आ जाते हैं उस दौरान मतलब जैसे मीशो टाइप थोड़ा है कुछ लोकलाइजेशन है So, like sometimes people try to like copy paste with the exact tea, which I believe like does not work. Like if you say we are in broking asset management and stuff like that, there have been examples very similar in the US for a long time. If you talk about Ola, Uber has been there for a long time. If you talk about Airbnb and the it's a space. Now I'm it's a financial services or the the other one is mobility. So they are they are natural things. What what is that new thing you can do in India with an Indian reference point? Is something which should be more interesting in India. Do you think it's not about how you tweak what has worked elsewhere, but create something? Is that what you're saying? You are asking it's like Instagram of India, some Google of India, something like that. I, my personal opinion is that India can only prosper if we we are able to create value addition in the economy. Of course, but just selling commodities without value addition because value addition in India में घर पे होता है अपने किचन में होता है या घर में होता है. I believe that. तो value addition जब तक नहीं होगा जब तक economy grow नहीं होती है. So which is manufacturing? Process. नहीं नहीं brand बनाना. Okay, brand बनाना. Brand में value value addition होता है. सबसे ज़्यादा value addition brand में होता है. अगर मैं आपसे ये पूछूँ कि consumer consumer facing brands in India which have scaled, 
let's say to about 1000 crores in sales what are the first five brands that come into your mind and why do you think there are few, so few brands i think brands ban rahe hain pehle pehle to 1000 crore ke brand hote hi nahi the ab to ab to dikhne lag gaye to kaun se aate hain aapke dimag mein pehle we were able to build around 4 5000 crore brands so but now you look at boat jaise aap personal wear mein dekhenge uh, i i am looking at beauty uh, mein bhi kuch brands aa gaye hain jo scale ho rahe hain even mamart has come to certain yeah. level but not 1000 crore but they are all getting there so new age brands are happening but old age brands so i think levers nestle they all they have all built brands yeah. look at the brand maggi has built na yeah 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 it's crazy one single category one single product is will be a, a billion dollar like, brand the ones which have really scaled have been the foreign brands which have come into india but that's why india maybe but india i think america has done well itc i would rate it as a indian company they are building up a lot of brands तो ब्रिटानिया इन अवे काफी इंडियन ब्रांड बना रहे हैं तो इंडिया में पार्ले है पार्ले है ना अनबिलेबल ब्रांड है ना तो आई थिंक फॉर दिस कॉन्वर्स अमूल आई थिंक द बिगेस्ट ब्रांड इंडिया इज क्रिएटेड एवर आई थिंक फॉर दिस कॉन्वर्सेशन लेट्स नॉट फोकस और फिक्सेट अपॉन ई-कॉमर्स अलोन बट कॉमर्स एट लार्ज बिकॉज़ वी हैव द डिजिटल कॉमर्स इज अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग सब्जेक्ट एंड अल्टीमेटली डिजिटल to buy anything it will be a digital use in whether it will influence you whether you have seen the brand digitally so digitally is a part of your life now us ka commerce koi nahi sakta you think that's, that's so the true. future and physical is going to die it's not about physical or digital i think digital digital influencing hoi kya agar aap physical buying kar rahe hain to bhi digital ka influence to hai hi ha matlab instagram pe photo dekh ke you decide what to buy in that local market is a part of your life now i i don't see them as two separate things so you think in the future for these consumer facing brands let's say for example jo aap bana rahe the four or five brands that you were talking about what is the split right now of people buying them online and what is the split off so firstly i am not building my daughters are doing i am maybe a mentor they are because i don't belong to that generation who think digitally the last thing digitally we did was to build a, a whole uh, thing around data uske baad mein we did big brother to our delivery which which became very successful we got a break we we started future bazaar when uh, futurebazaar.com and flipkart had along the same time yeah yeah so, i think a little bit delay but yeah around 2000 same time 2008 yeah, 2008 yeah, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008. 2008. so we attempted digital being physical attempting digital was the biggest mistake because you can't think digital people who are born digital think digital so we were born physical and thinking digital was adding one more layer but that doesn't work and what do you think the recipe is now what could work you have to think digital now you have to also have a physical presence physical you sell through every medium but you have to think digital everything when we used to build brands earlier it was newspaper advertising television advertising was wo sab aate the now you can't build a brand on newspaper advertising or television advertising or outdoor abhi to brand banana ka tarika hai पूरा बदल गया है अब तो डिजिटल मार्केटिंग टारगेटिंग डिजिटल तो ये तो थिंक डिजिटल द कंज्यूमर्स आर डिफरेंट कोहर्ट्स अलग होते हैं सोच अलग है तो इवन बिफोर वी टॉक अबाउट ई-कॉमर्स और डिजिटल बाइंग समथिंग व्हाई डू यू थिंक फ्रॉम अ वेरी साइकोलॉजिकल स्टैंड पॉइंट व्हाई डू यू थिंक समबडी बाइज अ प्रोडक्ट व्हाट इन देयर साइकी इंस्टिगेट्स देम टू बाय अ सर्टेन प्रोडक्ट व्हाई डू सम प्रोडक्ट्स डू बेटर देन अदर प्रोडक्ट्स and do you think see i'm not talking about the essentials that we all need but i'm talking about shopping shopping in the sense of the word that we know it today do you think the power dynamic in a way shifts from the seller of the product to the 
from the uh, seller from the buyer to the seller each time somebody buys a product like why does somebody buy a product and why does a product work so i'll tell you like at least what we see now mm-hmm. right like now because of social there's massive fomo in the world right so there's people call it inspiration but a lot of this is fomo right like no one wants to be left out we see lots and lots of shoppy gets shopping gets inspired by social media right like by instagram by this and that one of the very common products that people use on the misho app is people take photograph and they search that same photograph and buy and most of those photographs come from instagram so how so, big is social media as a influencer part of misho's overall sales i would say it's very hard to attribute because in many case Go people come in but it's a lot by the way even the way we design what kind of trends are coming up what kind of things you see everything is driven a lot by what data we see on social it's a big part something direct attribution we can see when people are really searching that image and it's an instagram image so that we know and that's a large part but even otherwise we see everyone deciding what to buy and what not to buy driven a lot from social media so you're saying there is this one central body in a way of influential people who decides what is cool and then everybody decides they need that product in their life to some extent yes right like that's happening now people are seeing a lot of celebrities now they are also seeing these influencers come up and how how right? high does that chain go let's say we look at a influencer yeah. who does the influencer look at who in turn does that person look at is it a corporation which is setting trends that are cool or is it organically evolving from people so at least from what we see now it's it may have started with being very concentrated but now even like i see like bliss club starting right like they leverage influencers quite a lot that entire brand was by the way built on instagram like everything was built on instagram and they found people so now they influencers that people can relate with hey this influencer looks like me where the kind of things i like and i follow that person and some of the influencers are very original kind of products they choose and they recommend and so on so it's not like very concentrated that hey this person looks at this and that person looks at this i feel now it's very decentralized to some extent and everyone knows what kind of person feels like a body double to me right like hey this person has the same belief same liking same kind of body and i like this person i want to buy what they would look in so i feel that's happening at the very core of this distinction you're saying people are mandating or people are governing what becomes cool and it's not the brands or corporation correct people are leading and brands are following to some extent now i see this to be very strong and i feel this is only getting bigger and bigger like but there is a reason for it we'll see like you were saying is social media especially this uh, video platform that we consider tiktok jos whatever like instagram uh, facebook there are so many distribution big platform where more than hundreds of millions of users is your tier 2 tier 3 cities or in may wahan pe 6 7 ghante lagate hain is pe din bhar mein and they they like those video it's very hard for us to relate to why these guys are watching so much and ultimately some style some product something they pick and they wanted to look like it because they spend so much of time so i think like he was saying that social i think it is becoming a mainstream i i was just telling you when we are solving this predictability hey the goods will going to be delivered within a uh, one day two days or in one week depend on the location and all i think this generation for them it's given they they are not thinking about hey hey how i was talking about a hey, payment gateway integration 
आज बोलोगे लोग बोलेंगे पागल हो गया क्या ये कब था ये तो प्री इंडिपेंडेंट टाइप की बात कर रहा है आई थिंक पीपल नाउ वॉन्टेड टू लुक गुड वॉन्टेड टू लुक डिफरेंट If you are asking who are the influencer, if in their society they know some guys who have like thousand uh, people follower, ten thousand follower, and they are getting inspired that I can become an influencer, they are endorsing the brand, local brand, chips, some shops, something, and they are innovative. If because they they wanted to look different in every videos because they are creating reels also. So what they do, go to mall, go to changing room, just change and take one video. because they cannot spend that much of money see i think now they endorse in a different way so is that the future instead of marketing on newspaper I, I tv i think the way uh, we look at it uh, because being a part of the old economy the we believe that <clears throat> whenever a dominant media or communication method changes everything changes around it so when when there was a newspaper then the radio then the television television commoditized build brands now that's uh, social media and social interaction and i think mobile phone uh, makes you very individualistic because now at at any way every home everybody has a different breakfast everybody has a different meal earlier the family used to sit together and had one kind of meal things have changed and we have become very individualistic because of everybody has a personal phone so things are changing around it you so every person has a personal preferences of an influencer you need you need so many people now to get influenced matlab somebody will get influenced by something somebody will get influenced by something earlier it was mass advertising i remember we we made a movie and there was a particular dress which was made by biba and they still sell that dress after 14 years or 15 years and that virtually that dress made biba as a brand also to a great extent so earlier there were other influences but it was it was commoditized to a great great extent but today things are different it's getting individualistic more and then you have to find that kind of users together and make them into a group yeah. so for the future of building a product for the new consumer brands that are coming up today is the go to strategy just that paying influencers to promote your product no no i think it's a for brands i think now it's a very core part like if you don't like, align so with influencer have a message like i could be saying my brand is sustainable my brand is xyz yeah. my brand does a certain kind of fashion does the brand try to build their distinction through that brand message or is the lower hanging fruit going to the influencers who have the widest reach and paying them money to adopt the brand in a way it's happening a lot and by the way just not about finding the biggest influencers as i was saying now influencers stand for different yeah. things yeah so you have to find someone who is very close to the philosophy that the brand wants to build so by the influencer is an intermediary between a brand and the customer yeah, yeah by the people have become very conscious they look at everything hey who have you picked what does this person believe in you say sustainable i see this person using a plastic water bottle i don't believe this person sustainable my point is like everything every detail somehow matters now right because people spend so much yeah. time so it's just not you can't go and that's why influencers work and very very small influencers are very effective because it just not go to the celebrity with millions of followers you have to find someone who connects with the yeah, principles of the brand if you see i think it just sounds right earlier like you were say the unidimensional control channel even like a newspaper tv and you were control because of this social media uh, revolution multiple access yeah. uh, uh, innovations are happening multiple access it's very hard to pick one trend 
some trends are working let's say tier 1 some tier 2 some like high high paying capacity some gen gs some uh, 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 millennials and and it's very hard to pick trends but if you'll see the the platform which are responsible for this social media let's say instagram or facebook or now they are creating a fund so to engage these influencers because if the commercially they will not commercially if they will not be engaged it's very hard for them to come again and innovate so now they are creating a fund for it and somehow they are creating economics currently those are broken uh, because the people who are finding those numbers of influencer they are creating those infrastructure but currently it's broken so these are big innovations are happening how to create that fund so that all these influencer at multiple axis keep engaged with the platform so i think and i see retail has becoming a by product of that and do you think celebrities like i'm talking about old school celebrities bollywood cricketers do you think that connection has somewhere gotten lost because people have assumed in their minds that they are for sale in a way and rarely ever do they believe in the product they are selling and will the trend in the future be that brands do not go to bollywood or cricket but they go to more micro influencers in a way who are more authentic i think it is happening slightly but i think that's still not the prominent reason like the reason people go to influencers because earlier by the way it was binary either you have a big celebrity or you don't right, right? and until you become large enough to afford a celebrity you can't do it right. now people can start on day one you yeah. could be a very small one you find a small influencer who connects with your philosophy right. and people keep graduating there's still very few influencers who have the same following as celebrities so what you're saying still hasn't happened but i believe by the way it will happen soon in the next few years some large celebrities will have the same following as uh, some large influencers will same following as celebrities you guys do a lot of marketing we do and we are seeing by the way like marketing budget per year how much do you spend last year like it's a it's a large amount i won't mention the number here but i think it does not I matter i want you to say uh, no, no, but i won't mention still <laughs> but let's say amisho spend something like 2000 crores a year to market what i'm wondering is how do you decide the allocation of that money what have you learned say for example last year you sponsored ipl and this and that yeah. and stuff like that and actors and stuff what have you learned from that experience and what will you change going forward yes yeah, so the one thing which we have always been very effective is we are very local we go as local as possible because our audience base is very heterogeneous unlike tier 1 which also is also like very if you look at instagram looks very homogeneous right like tier 1 tends to behave very similarly as soon as you go beyond it does not so we've always been very local so we go to nandha pradesh and telangana and pick an actor or pick an actress or a celebrity that connects with that person right. something we have always been very local we have seen that to be very effective um but i mean at the end of the day it's capital allocation right you spend x amount or you spend y amount you see where the roi happens yeah. we've seen over time like it's not that you need to have a celebrity all the time right like so we keep changing celebrity so that like the company's image is not attached to one person right like that that is also risk at the end of the day when you use a celebrity huh how much does your roi go up while you're using a celebrity versus not using is there a tangible difference very hard to estimate yeah super hard like if someone asks you this question it's all anecdotal it's like people build stories around it no can estimate um which was the biggest hit of marketing last year what worked best 
So our Diwali campaign did very well, which is where we did localization. So we kind of we had different celebrities for different parts of the country. Right? Like we had Saurav Ganguly for West Bengal, we had Ram Charan for a certain state in South India. So I'm saying it's a it's basically we went very local and we saw that to be much more effective than have one person who appeals to all the country because we realize it's close to impossible to find one person who appeals to everyone. You can find cricketers, but they still appeal to males and not to females. So it's it's very, very hard. So I'm saying we have we found localization to be very effective. Should we eat off and then continue? Yeah. Khaled? You wanna <laughs> say something? No, no, I just think that even celebrities, they are want they are investing like significant time to become influencer, if you'll see the trend. Like cricketer is showing, I'm going to bed, singing, showing uh, um, uh, <laughs> someone, uh, some, you, you'll see all those. And they're like serious amount of time they, they spend. They also understand those trends. So they wanted, even in that space, they wanted, they're competing, they wanted to become one of the uh, largest influencers. In our space, in fintech, there are some people, there is Sharan, there is Rachna Ranade, there is Think School. I think these guys are, uh, especially people like Think School, uh, I think there is a, there is a big divide between the quality of content they're doing and other people are doing. I don't know how they've arrived at that point. I'm not an investor in Think School. I'm not promoting them in any way whatsoever. But I think the future of information dissemination even about finance, is going to move from traditional channels to people like them. Like, I don't think the day is far, five years from now, somebody will not be watching news, they will be watching things cool for their news. And I wonder how this entire equation changes and who becomes celebrities of 10 years from now. It'll be quite interesting to see how the world changes though. I think celebrity... I think earlier because most of the followers were related to celebrity. I think in my mind, if let's say if I like cricket or let's say some sports, it's a skill game. I think it will not going to change. Still, I will going to prefer that. But how commercially I can associate, I think might be it will be different. But lots of things I like because that guy is doing. I wanted to be seen like him or something like fitness or or some some of the clothing styles. But who will sell those products might be different. I think like we were speaking, let's get some insights from... Yes. Sir. You want to know the huh? past, the present and the future of commerce in the country. You have seen all. I think whatever 30-35 years we have worked, there is a lot of things which you learn during the journey. And journey is... Uh, a lot of people believe India is an infinite market because of the 20% of the world's population. And I think that's... India is a very, very interesting country, the most heterogeneous country you can ever believe in. I'll give you an interesting example of a temple or a religious economy. India may small shrines le leke, bade se leke, 50 lakh temple honge. Aram se, kami bol. 50 lakh. Thus, logo ko feed karta hai temple. 5 crore logo ko kaam karne ki jarurati nahi hai. Temple economy. So, in And I believe 20% of India or 30% of India, in some sense, lives on government aid. So, when you look at the entire market, you will see that the market is so much. 
and what unfortunately the reports with the consulting companies make i was just i was reading all the data ke e-commerce will now abhi 18 crore log use kar rahe hain 57 crore use karne lag jayenge 26 tak aur uske baad itne log use karne lag jayenge market itna ho jaye i think ye kabhi hota hi nahi hai and to make that happen it can't happen with commodity play or it can't happen with uh, where the value addition is not there so uh, my theory which we i wrote it also a long time back in my book is anybody i called that india is divided into three parts three india consumption ke hisab se india 1 india 2 india 3 india 1 is the consuming class anybody who has a domestic help is for me is a consuming class because consuming matlab not basic consumption but some value added consumption india 2 is the serving class which makes our lives better the drivers the helpers the pion the watchmen the liftmen and for every one india 1 there is 3 to 3 and a half india 2 and unfortunately india 1 doesn't give in, enough money to india 2 to, to make them consume discretionary products and then there is india 3 which is farm laborers they live on aids and uh, factory That's workers utna paisa hai jitna to abhi consumption sirf india 1 hai jo value added economy ka consumption karta hai and that's not kitna bada india 1 india 2 and 3 i would say like in a city like bombay it's a very interesting definition until some years ago 25% of people used to live in apartments i would say 10 years ago today it might be 35 5 to 8% people lives in lived in chols and balance lived in slums so so india i think every city will represent some way or the other but if you had to aggregate the country what do you think about i would say 11 to 13% would be the consuming class india one india one which is 20 crore which is around 20 crores <clears throat> and it might be growing and i think it's growing and what pace of growth will depend uh, will de- will determine everything and unfortunately we live in that community only that india one jo bhi equity investor bhi aate wo bhi isi community mein ghumte unko lagta hai duniya bahut bhayankar hai sab susan karke chale aate hain unko to teen din aana hai sab sab hoshiar ho gaye fund raising wale unko kahan ghumana i wanted to see india तो इंडिया जो दिखाना चाहते हो दिख जाए इंडिया में सब कुछ है दिखाने के लिए तो जो दिखाना दिखा दो जो दिखाना दिखा दो एंड ओ दैट्स व्हाई आई ऑलवेज से के देयर वाज अ मूवी व्हिच बिकेम वेरी पॉपुलर ड्यूरिंग आवर टाइम देयर वाज अ मूवी कॉल्ड जाने भी दो यारो एंड देयर वाज अ सॉन्ग कॉल्ड हम होंगे कामयाब एक दिन तो आज भी वो गाना चलता हम होंगे कामयाब एक दिन इंडिया वी वांट टू सक्सीड बट आई थिंक इंडिया इज 20% ऑफ द वर्ल्ड 18 टू 20% ऑफ द वर्ल्ड्स पॉपुलेशन इट फॉर द होल वर्ल्ड आई थिंक इट वाज द European economy, the American economy, which consumed, which made the world grow, then the Chinese economy, which made the world grow. Now it's India's time. India will have to learn to consume much, much more than what they are consuming, and that's what will drive. Uh, and what? Growth, yeah. Some of the numbers, if you'll see, sir, and I'm just, I'm, I'm not contesting that A, B, and C. There are bucket, and I, uh, the places that we have come from, I totally agree. but some of the number if you'll see if it's true i think it's mind boggling let's say india gdp when i was passing out in 2003 was around 500 billion dollar right 20 saal ho gaye and now it's i'm just saying what the number published is around let's say i'm taking 3.5 trillion seven times has increased in 20 years let's say farm gdp which is 17 18% i think that's the number 16% 18% which comes around 
600 billion at this level. But that farm income only happening in tier 2 beyond. Because uska 5% bhi tier 1, tier 2 city mein nahi ja raha. Wo ya to gaon mein ja raha hai, ya to chote shahar mein ja raha hai, 80% of it. And but those numbers, even because no tax and all, PPP pe, I think it's around, if you'll see, 800-900 billion dollar kind of impact it can create. But that's a huge number. Value addition kya hai? Value addition, value addition nahi leke kanja, oh paisa ja to raha hai na? Value addition nahi hai na economy mein. But ultimately you need X amount. You, the best consumption happens when the economy is around seven thousand to eleven thousand dollar per yeah, per earlier it was four thousand, now people say that five thousand, six thousand. I would say per capita capita. Per capita. So, do you think that's the main metric that matters per capita GDP? Capita even when you're calculating per capita GDP, you're taking total GDP and dividing by population? Uh, no. So some bit of it to remove. So it's around two thousand seven hundred currently. How do you how do you arrive at that number though? Do you take the total, total divide by population? And the average people use, which is 2000, is with that. That would skew everything, right? But yeah, the distribution, which is yeah, what you come to. That's why there are so many economies within that economy. Which yeah, government said that 2500 recently, but usme, like in GDP plus debt, wala jo recovery will be calculated. Then we calculate karte hai, divide. So, maybe the problem is that you take out Ambani and Adani from the top. Yeah. It's yeah. a completely different. It's a, it's a massive parito. It's a 1080. Let's say it's yeah, very, very interesting. There is another thing, another statistic which I want to. India has uh, two crore weddings a year. I one crore weddings, two crore families. We produce two and a half crore children every year. So, and our wedding economy is 15 lakh crores. Okay. Average spend of 7 lakh rupees in a family multiplied yeah. by two crore yeah. families is 14 lakh crore. Why do you think? aggregation in the wedding industry. What aggregation But there is not one dominant player or three, four dominant players. India is so heterogeneous. And when a But do you think it's an opportunity weddings? Wedding people have created, made that into a business. Look at Maniwar as a brand now. It's built on wedding. Maniwar is wedding aggregation. And there might be many, many brands. Every city has brands. Yeah. But still, yeah. if you look at 15 lakh crore scale and then you look at Maniwar, it doesn't feel no, it's still yeah. proportionate. Right? It's a wedding. It's a market wedding. So, wedding in India, consumption is driven by a lot of societal events. Look at the harvesting festival. Consumption used to happen during harvesting, which talks about your agricultural economy. Paise aate hai, jab consumption hota hai. And usi time shadiya hoti hai. Stop. Next trend kya dekh rahe hai? I think like IT, sir, IT business, the technology business created uh, around uh, how many people? Nearly crore plus families would have got uh, into their business and that created a lot of consumption. We need next round of uh, what do you think economy. the next round will be? I think we'll have to participate in something. I think a creative economy is a big economy, which is creator economy, creative economy. India can excel there also. We are fascinated by the generative AI. Very, very fascinated. Imagine in retail business, in a grocery business, somebody will tell, okay, I want to make this item for the next five days. The retailer will give exact quantity of uh, what you want. So the packaging will change, everything will change. So, the, any new technology will 
bring in so many changes and the whole ecosystem around it changes also another question like i'm going to come to both of you and ask what are the trends for the future and what do you see changing but since you three have worked so much in this space at the core of it ek product kyon bikta hai like why does something sell and why does something not sell if you had to provide insights from that what would you say like maybe you can start first i think a product uh, product uh, sells because it fulfills the needs of the customer so what we used to say is there is a daily want and there is a daily need of a customer and there is occasional want and occasional needs so your product has to fit in somewhere and there are occasional consumption and there are daily consumptions your product has to solve the needs of that customer the wants of that customers secondly product sells because you are fulfilling some vanity or some ego of that person if you are selling a high value product yeah so how do you recognize these needs if i am somebody who wants to sell a product today how will i get data on what cure somebody's ego or vanity what is his need how do i go about figuring out what product to design i think the the society is changing the world is changing uh, you can look at uh, what is getting popular so so like we always thought the uh, when ott came in and covid made it happen that people watched the longer form of storytelling nobody believed that storytelling can be told in 10 10 hours or 20 20 hours storytelling was supposed to be within less than 3 hours it changed the whole market i think the whole content market the cinema the multiplexes it will undergo a significant change so what what now what to produce with the customer or the audience likes today the entire hindi bollywood film industry is struggling there was a movie i am told it didn't run even for a day they had to take it out and it's happening this kind of mishaps are happening like crazy yeah and so what do you create for multiplex as a content i think the everybody is getting into the drawing board uh by the way this is true for retail very very strongly i've seen when the channel changes what sells also changes yeah, absolutely always absolutely. right so because as soon as the channel changes like what you discover first like for example earlier when you used to go offline you will touch the product that was a big part of what you buy now you can't do it right so suddenly pricing takes a big like i have seen online pricing suddenly is a lot more important because touch and quality is somehow it's very hard to pick now merchandising inspiration photographs social matters a lot which was not there earlier so as soon as channel changes like your what sells change changes like completely now internet was a big thing mobile was a big thing now ai i don't know what that is right like ai is will also kind of change some of these channels Absolutely. right mm-hmm. meta was supposed to be now it doesn't feel like going to happen anytime soon but if that happened ai has a good has big potential in shopping like it should be like if yeah. if medium becomes large by the way then the channel especially for shopping will change but then what you buy will be very different like if these guys like meta with all the access to so much information is spending 15 billion dollars or 16 billion dollars a year on creating that ecosystem would you say it's likely that that will be the future it's it's very hard because historically if you see whenever big technology shifts come they generally don't come from large company they come from startups right so it's very hard that they will know what people need meta will know right like that's a like every single time all of these technologies have come they never come from existing large incumbents right 
so i find it unlikely it will happen it may happen like who knows but, but historically correct. it's never been right right and what do you think like i was asking him like what do you think is working today and what do you think will work tomorrow when it comes to selling a product so i think i again my assessment is this whole thing of serving need has become a lot more of serving aspirations now as i was saying most people society come society is changing so both people now have a lot more discretionary income as people say so it's not that when they want to buy they buy now people open the app and they want to look like the celebrity or look like this influencer because they feel it's much better and you fulfill their aspiration they feel much more happier right so now i think some bit of the consumption started to happen and we're still talking about that 15 20 crore population of india like so for example just in the last 12 months 14 crore people have bought in misho so i'm saying it's a large so they go to a much larger audience right so now it's it's a lot of people who are the like the india 2 is there we have a lot of india 2 users on our platform so you're saying is misho predominantly india 1 with some india 2 or is it like india 1 plus i would say both right both balanced we don't have india one is a very broad segment right so we don't have the top 10 15 million i would say but everyone else after you see india two's discretionary income rising so it's still small and that's why our job is to like within that small wallet still help them fulfill those aspirations they still go on instagram they still follow someone and they say hey no i don't have the same amount of money can you help me fulfill this aspiration in a very small budget right. which is what we Sol, but they also have aspirations, very very strong ones. No, we had a, a very interesting uh, another thing. Like India One consumes uh, in their lifetime. I would have consumed uh, at least ten thousand SKUs, or but India Two or India Three. India Three will be two hundred SKUs. India Two would be I don't know how much, but not more than four hundred, five hundred in their lifetime. So that's rising. Correct. I would say India Two would have consumed only hundred SKUs at. One point of time. Now it's rising, going up. Now they want from a that to a toothpaste to this to the to a cream to everything. So that's that's happening. So you're saying it makes sense to build products which appear to be aspirational today. And what do you think will be tomorrow? It's very hard. I just feel like a lot of this as per capita goes up. This two thousand goes to four thousand. Most of the increase is happening in discretionary, not like. people fulfill their non discretionary needs anyways right so it's going to come here so i feel that this aspiration thing is going to compound and grow non linearly going forward like everyone is doing it and everyone's doing it individually now so earlier it used to be a family affair now everyone's fulfilling their own aspiration separately everyone follows someone else on instagram everyone else has different things that they aspire for and they're fulfilling it again and again and our job is to basically make it affordable right like how do we make them achieve their aspirations affordably is what we focus on as a company right right you want to go next yeah like you know like it's a very complex thing i think mm. if you'll see what trend is working today so if i'm building a product for today what do you think i should keep in mind and what trend do you think will be there tomorrow i think today <coughs> if you'll see it's uh, how you are if you are talking about commerce is drives from your unit economics am i right <clears throat> currently it's making lots of sense to optimize let's say on supply chain sourcing inventory call and everywhere the technology goes hey uh, there is a festival these sks go so currently we are picking up which sku how what 
and all those things we are building a technology infrastructure consumption predicting ki hey next time uh, next year 40% it will grow in this channel but how channels are changing it's it's very different like i was just describing genjis are thinking in a very different way about their consumption um millennials are definitely a bit thinking and the other like traditional consumer who is like price sensitive quality touch and feel i'll i'll give one example genji was saying that size matters too much to me i will not going to buy online iske bare mein baat this clothing size uh, sorry uh, so i will not going to buy online because for me i am buying and then returning again i want to, to look exactly fit like the celebrity so for me the price sensitivity is not that much for me these <laughs> and offline gives me that flexibility so i'll see here but i wanted to buy the what i like offline because that's where instant i if i am able to buy offline so it's a different kind of key i never imagine because there are so many policies where saying, saying that hey i will return within 5 days 10 days again uh, uh, fulfill well the no no it will not matter for me <coughs> it takes lots of time either i should uh, order 5 6 sizes then my money get stuck the insight is uh, like uh, we have to be watch out where the consumers are build, uh, spending most of their time and we have to build some of the products for according to that channel so if you'll see most of the evolution and survey legri has happened technology on back end rationalizing the technology for applications like what to give to consumers like pricing search things like the rescue search cataloging things like that all those investment has happened in last 15 years i can at least say that but nobody knows which channel is picking up so i think that's where i'm saying now the time is to find a consumer their money where they are liking what's they are liking every like might for fashion logically it said let's say social media is one of the most leading channels but for consumer uh, for uh, consumer goods like white goods is it the performance is it the support is it the pricing i don't know let's say buying ac on the social media is very hard to imagine mobile phone i am very clear because it's a feature led camera led camera is dominating let's say mobile as a category because th- that that's the consideration set for for new generation as well as for everyone Say your son grows up in five years and he's shopping. I online. don't know. He will buy like him within game. He's playing so much. <laughs> uh, he he can click. I wanted to order this. I wanted yeah. to look like this. I don't know. Or it might be that's not the mainstream. Right. Another question I wanted to ask is when aggregation happens, even in between platforms, like. soon maybe we will get to a point where misho is selling everything that is available amazon is selling everything that is available udan flipkart everybody will it come down to curation and legitimacy in a way as to how i pick which platform to shop on so by the way it ends up being what your value prop is right so for example 
Amazon is very very focused so on about everybody because you're in this. Uh-huh. Finish with Misho. What is Amazon's value proposition? Uh, Amazon is like convenience. So I want to stand for convenience, <laughs> right? So they will make sure that everything that you order, you always feel like it comes faster here as compared to anyone else. But the flip side is that often the product is fake and the quality checks are not at par. It could be, right? And that's by the way, it's a it's a thing that they will continue to improve. But one thing they want to stand for, which is this convenience, right? And everything else, if you ask me, is secondary. They'll continue to make some improvement, which not, you have to achieve excellence here. But they want to do this. So they want to stand for it. They will not sell anything where this somehow gets diluted. Because the brand, right? The value add that people remember you for is that. When they come to Misho, people believe that this selection I will not get for uh, a more affordable price anywhere else. Like they have to believe this. And I will get the largest possible selection in the price points that I can afford. That I also have to believe. Now, everything that we do in our business basically, op- I, I don't know. I think it's a category-wise difference and maybe... What is Flipkart and Amazon's distinction? I think mostly you can... For a long time, if I have to tell you the truth, I bought stuff on Flipkart out of some stupid notion that they're an Indian company and nationalism. But now after Walmart deal, I don't see any distinction between Flipkart and Walmart. I would just as well buy in Amazon as I might in Flipkart. How does Flipkart distinguish? I think the DNA of the company I can definitely talk about. (laughs) I think we were building the company then it was like how to give a best value proposition let's say price service let's say cod building a logistic around that something like that right so um, would you put that in the category of convenience and say flipkart thought there is room for two players pricing price like it's a good price hmm. at that uh definitely uh price has a lots of aspects i'm not going into that but offering what indian consumer wants I think Amazon has a, like he was saying that, convenience. But that audience in a bucket, even in bucket A, is very narrow. What do you think of multiplexes? This is a good segue into a very interesting uh, question. I remember you own a bit of multiplexes. Yeah. No? I still have. I've reduced my shareholding, but I have about 2%. And I keep asking a of lot of... PVR. I was on the board of Inox for a long time. Yeah, now they've merged. PVR and... So you would know, you should tell us this, yeah? Like you are interrogating us. I think you should also answer somebody. Bigger. You tell us what's going to happen in multiplexes. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you truly. What were your uh, belief and why you think <laughs> So my tryst with multiplex companies started many years ago, okay? Like maybe six or seven years ago, I had a very, very bearish outlook of them. Six, seven years ago, pre-pandemic. Much, much before pandemic. I shorted them to begin with when, say, PVR was at 1300 bucks, 1400 bucks. There were a couple of policy changes which were happening. The foremost of them being, uh, it was in court that people will be allowed to bring outside food and water and drink it inside the multiplex and eat it. And food as an income source for multiplexes is really high, as high as 40-45%. Then it changed pre-pandemic when I went long these companies uh, because my reasoning changed to India too, like Sir mentioned, is growing. In terms of entertainment for a family of four for three hours at sub thousand rupees in a safe air-conditioned environment, the alternatives were not many. One could argue cricket is an alternative, but I thought as India too grows, the 
the relevance of multiplex will go up and they also become like these distribution hubs which i don't think they have up until now but if people are going there so often it gives them the opportunity to do other kind of marketing branding advertising all kinds of stuff where i sit today i'm con- confused like everything else in my life i'm in uh, i'm shrouded in ambiguity on both sides because when i talk to people who uh, say say when i talk to somebody who's the ceo of hotstar like he's now the banger guy right like sajith has become the ceo the ex uh, uh, google pay guy sajith is also yeah, so, our neighbor yeah so yeah. he would give me an outlook of why ott will kill traditional cinema but then i talk to somebody like a ufo movies which is also another company i've invested in they manage the technology around projecting a movie on the screen there i start to think the number of screens available uh, the density of screens in india is still like much much lower like i would say in the us there is one multiplex screen for 30 40000 people uh, in china maybe uh, for a few hundred thousand people in india there is one screen for many many hundreds of thousands of people and to a large part of india watching a movie is still going you know that truck aata hai na us pe screen hoti hai in the villages and then everybody gets together with no kind of choice as to what content they get to watch uh, so for me but on this last point uh, like, as kishor ji was uh, saying like anywhere where you use the population number is somewhat yeah. right like uh, per be... per x number of people has a lot of india 3 which skews this metric how do you get to the right number secondly people believe that india 2 wants to come into india one i don't think so societally uh, they don't look down they look down upon us i also think that's the right <laughs> i feel like we follow or we try to follow on the path of the west in china so much by thinking that everybody moving into cities all of this is good for the economy and growth and all of that i personally believe for many reasons fragmentation is actually a model that could work better for today than it did for china 20 30 years ago so nikhil i want to say something on this multiplex thing you know when mobile phone came into the picture and everybody wanted to buy a mobile phone where did the budget come from they had to reduce some spend somewhere and the biggest impact came on fashion and we were a part of the fashion business then and people were changing phone in the first 6 months everybody was changing phone much much faster now it's uh, slowed down so what has happened if you look at the multiplex industry that money of spend which was supposed to go to multiplex is happening to restaurants now people are spending two and a half hours family sitting together friends sitting together and spending that one and a half thousand two thousand rupees per head and that money is clearly seen people don't want to watch yeah can i ask you another question here hmm. like the listed restaurant chains you take jubilee you take westlife take the franchises of big western counterparts right like mcdonalds burger king kfc all of that they all command a significant premium to the market right they trade at let's say they earning 100 rupees their valuation is 7000 8000 in some cases 20000 all of that but the unlisted space in restaurants what happens if somebody comes in and aggregates like we spoke about sarvana bhavan there are so many of these in india right 
if somebody comes and aggregates a bunch of these chains where the total sales comes up on par with say the western counterparts which have dominant franchises like this do you think there is a arbitrage between the valuation of this to that but they don't need money na ramesh why will he need money they don't they oh, refuse to talk impossible eh? because if you are a good business call call. You, don't, you don't need you, have, you don't need money at all <laughs> but the question is does a business often need money in order to scale if that is the case with more money you don't want scale we all assume that everybody wants scale i also thought so similarly okay, i can want scale we expect everybody from last one and a half years i have like spent lots of time on this making money businesses especially in this restaurant make most of them make money especially the good one whom we know 80% they don't want money yeah they don't want they don't want to expand and why don't they want to expand they simply saying that uh, our quality will deteriorate i don't want these headaches i don't want to dilute they don't want i think there are two categories there are a few people who are defensive but i'm sure that people are aggressive that also right? by the way people whom you let's say vidyarthi born go and talk to that owner and yeah but like you see the experience such a big brand and you go there and you have 100 people I'm, are sit, standing outside I, I, that guy just does not know how to monetize the asset the experience there are the people going but i'll tell you why why are temples created why are temples created where there is no pain and because without pain there is no gain <laughs> there are queues restaurants also have, have temple mein, if you get have you gone to ramesha i have like i go to weekly and every time get amazed sometimes is 200 meter line On the, on the billing, you go to Indranagar. Ah, uh, I go to the one in Whitefield, which is a much larger place. You will get to eat. No, I understand, but Indranagar is the like icon. Hey, but see, at Mata the core of it, right? Like, I get the point you guys are making, but I like to believe that we live in an aspirational, capitalistic <coughs> correct ecosystem. Not as much as what we think. Huh. But to a certain extent, we are capitalist. There's not there's not debate on that, but it's not as much as we think. if somebody has the opportunity to expand and be a bigger winner in the cycle of capitalism i think human tendency tendency will persuade him in that direction eventually at whatever pace to whatever level of magnitude new food like new thing is showing but like i don't know the reason really i, I like uh, i have a, my own experience in restaurant business we were, we came into early like a silsila movie it was a little ahead of time we <laughs> i like your movie analogy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so run <coughs> most of the chain in bombay ah bombay blues noodle bar copper chimney i i got uh, uh, sports bar ahead of time Lord, ahead of time both ahead of time and how much money we lost we only know But now I think now, right but restaurant the problem is the per capita expenditure of building a restaurant is very high, and the and the life the life of a restaurant. I'm talking about QSR now. I'm not isn't bullish. QSR then you have to be very successful. Yeah. Is that why the franchise model with so much standardization do better? Then all these industrialization of a. Yeah, that's a QSR. Yeah, not all QSRs in a way. Most of it. Yeah, most of it. Let's say if I land Rameshwaram, for me will be the QSR. If I'm going to scale it, but oh, <laughs> that that's how I'll see. Yeah, but it's you see Rameshwaram also gets an extra space outside for which he is not paying, where people are standing and eating. So I think there is a novelty attached to that. Whenever you see second jagah, वैसा मिल ही नहीं सकता. जब कहते हैं ना उन्हें बताने शुरू में भीड़ से भीड़ आती है. हाँ. तो वही है. So true. Like. <laughs> 
now we shall see what happened i don't even i don't know why it is but wherever this stores are opening doesn't matter in bangalore or delhi or mumbai only it's four five cities they are going crazy still finding that pattern it's not it's not about that it's about uh, people spending time it's a social interaction yeah, but earlier it's also earlier it was no but nobody was believing it it's about at the verge of closing. and coffee something is one of the by product of whatever other activities you are doing and maybe sometimes the main activity but you then get into the other activity i, I agree with you 100% hmm. i'm also like a small investor with him in the third wave and hati kapi and a couple of coffee yeah. places when i was reviewing coffee chains and i was trying to do it as objectively as i could the difference between the west and mm-hmm. india is in the west people are going into a coffee shop to actually drink coffee yeah the culture of buying a coffee and walking especially in new york <laughs> yeah. is such a big thing that the financials work out for them here if you sell a coffee at 200 300 rupees and people have to sit there for 2 hours to consume it and you have to pay for the real estate uh, the numbers you look at it from a different light altogether so i don't think in that particular instance especially in coffee we can equate what happens here to what happens in the west to your earlier example because i don't think we will copy what they're doing so you're saying it's harder to make money here in coffee yeah, in india hard 100 restaurants have just started making money in india yeah they, but they are started making money hmm but they are started making money but qsr are making good money good money but early early to say that but let's see abhi koi sochta nahi na paise ke bare mein how much money did you spend on your wedding on my wedding i spent very less yeah this was like long ago before When you get raised, I had raised any money, so imagine like I have come to Kochi, I have gone to marry. When when you get married, I got married in 2018 beginning. 2018. वो तो अभी अभी है. Sujit, not in 2012, but I was at that time 31 year old. कहाँ गई थी शादी? Delhi. Wife is from Haryana. Would you like to say something about your personal life? Like, just you've seen so much in life. if you had to advise vidit who is new into this whole family marriage doesn't have kids yet situation he also has decided never to have kids you also no no i have least <laughs> <laughs> yet i don't know <laughs> also needs some help projecting projecting lost cause bahut bahut late ho gaya udhar i i puchhenge na hum log hum bhi puchhenge correct correct i i personally believe uh, philosophically life is a series of events Hmm. and uh, you have to enjoy relish cherish every event which comes in some events will be very heart pleasing and some events will be not so great but i think the fun is uh, having all kind of events so if you look at my life uh, like we grew at 30% the life was unbelievably matlab you it was up 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 only so the the lower the lower side was much much lower This is like a tough question. I don't know if I should even ask it or not. But in that thirty percent growth cycle, let's assume two or three things went wrong, right? Like 
what do you think i believe that in life there are two buckets of things one you can control another you can't control for what you can't control there's no point like breaking your head over it uh, just as advice to us who are like entrepreneurs or budding ones and all, people around what do you think went wrong what caused it and if you had to do it over again what might you change so i think i'm a as a personality i'm a little impulsive person so what went wrong is basically growing uh, on debt and uh, not building a strong balance sheet so that is one thing which was apparent third i i then I, I, my daughter is just started studying shakespeare so other day mm. some 10 days back she came out of the class and she called me up i had one of my best day of my life i studied a concept of storytelling called the tragic flaw so every character which shakespeare built had a flaw in that and he used to highlight that flaw and that character then i started looking at ramayana mahabharata and everybody had a flaw but flaw in india was never highlighted as much we were thought that uh, everybody is perfect so everybody has a fatal flaw i converted this tragic flaw into a fatal flaw and i started analyzing my fatal flaw and i was able to discover a lot so i, I and everybody has that flaw and every i believe every entrepreneur has a some flaw uh, which i think which should be taught and and if somebody can work on it they will make less number of mistakes and will be more successful so i have gone through flaws and flaws and flaws so how do we discover that fatal flaw for us like psychology says this like if you go through jung freud adler like much after shakespeare's time obviously but we are all flawed right we are all insecure we are all uh, not altruistic like we might like to believe at some level or we might like to portray there is one true us there is one persona of us which we have created in our own mind which we believe is not flawed that persona and we spend so much time and effort defending that persona and denying our flaw that it makes life more complicated even for us and for people around us so different people call it different thing i think people like jung and adler call it our sh- shadow uh, it is driven by many things like your childhood had has such a big impact on it like what you did between ages 3 4 to 8 9 will have so much to do with what your shadow is today the financial condition of your parents the relationship between your mother and father your relationship with your siblings and also innately how you're born as a person so every psychology uh, book kind of tells you that recognize your flaws they in fact help you out by doing some categorization they say this could be a certain kind of person that could be a certain kind of person but nikhil this should be taught to entrepreneurs and and you can find like i uh, like i have a very simple philosophy of life that music has seven there are five primary colors and there are nine recorded emotions of human being life is not so complex so if you look at the flaws of entrepreneurs i think it can be defined very well and there are people like me or many people like us who have made lot of mistakes and how can it be recorded and taught especially for entrepreneurs hamara aur ek problem ye hai ki we all have gotten lucky in the cycle of life see we are all sitting here outside of bullshit because we've gotten very lucky right i mean vidit is brilliant sujeet is brilliant you're brilliant but 
at some level luck has played, played a disproportionate part of how we arrived to be where we are today. But the problem, especially in startup crowds, is because somebody goes from A to Z in two years, in three years, in five years, in six years, you don't start to take yourself so seriously, but the scale of everything you're saying and doing is so much bigger that what you were saying and doing five years ago today will be looked at through a completely different lens. So even for that reason, I think what he said is so true that we need to like, I know introspecting is the hardest thing in life maybe. but And that's what I was going to ask. Like, how do you find these fatal flaws? I'm sure like you have now have after, some ways. After destruction, you can easily find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, you're open to it. I think uh, we always created an organization which allowed dissent. So that was not the challenge. Secondly, we never kept along ourselves, uh, our echo chambers. Never in our life. So everybody knows your weakness. Anybody who's around you will know your weakness. You should ask them. Know how to, no, they will never tell you your weakness ever. Yeah. But so how do we get it out then? introspection the first thing to do is normalize having flaws. The problem with yes. social media and anonymity, what it has done is people go out there and say shit about everybody. Like one should not care. But in many cases, you find yourself caring. But until we come to terms with the fact that you are flawed, Sujit is flawed, he's flawed, I am flawed, until we realize that we each are, and then we realize that we all are, I think people will be scared and shy of coming out with their flaws. Yeah, by the way, I have one disagreement, which is I believe most entrepreneurs are very paranoid also. So they believe something's going to go wrong at all points in time. And, and that's why I feel like if you tell them there's something wrong, I can do this, and basically fixing this would mean something but, will grow and then all of that happens but I generally feel people are this is not what the people are paranoid he's talking not about paranoia he's talking I'll give you an example no, he was saying I'm saying even if people don't want to acknowledge they could have flaws I, I believe that is not true I believe most people are paranoid they just have blind side that no one exposes them to I'll give you an example of a flaw I think just I wanted to add to that point when he was saying that there are people and as an entrepreneur, what you do, I focus so much on, on work, your circle gets shrinked. And then you are get surrounded by those people. You can say that might be they know, but they never wanted to share. Having those circles where people can tell you, it's very hard. It's very hard. You can tell you, talk you frankly, or can give kind of feedback, some suggestion, and you should be open for that. Because if you get, give a reaction, those channels will going to close. I think those feedback channels are very important. That's what but they say investment. It's an investment. It, it automatically doesn't happen. But every entrepreneur, I personally believe, can easily learn it. They are open to ideas and thoughts. So why not to this? No, but sir, it's very hard when it's, it's comes hard. To, comes to talk about, hey, uh, somebody, every magazine, every corner, family member, for mother, father, everybody saying you are perfect. You are, you are perfect. Koi hota bhi nahin, nahin. But unko to bolte hai na. Hmm. Suddenly, a person is saying that there is a little issue. Hai. And your reaction control, that feedback will come again or not. If you give a different kind of reaction, I, I think it's our education. You are, you are don't talk bullshit. But our education also look at uh, Rama. Rama is the perfect human being. Yeah, yeah that's true. He, but he was also flawed. Na? He was, it was all about righteousness or. No, but I think the question was ki how to control that. People like we have to go to, he understood the subject in one second, he added up five things more. There will be people like him who will. Uh, no, like who can, uh, psychology is the best yeah. teacher. Like yeah. I'll tell you personally for me, right? In mm -hmm. the last three years, 
I've stopped reading all books on finance, economy, which I used to spend time reading on growing up. History and psychology. I just do history and psychology. I keep telling him, like, it's incredible how you will start looking at yourself from a different lens. Because we all spend... And mythology. Totally, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm adding. <laughs> yeah. We took mythology as a subject, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, to digress again. Uh, ONDC, who is going to explain it? Is it life-changing for anybody trying to build a product in e-commerce? What do you think will happen to ONDC going forward? I think you especially more than all people because you have these tiny mom-and-pop kind of stores who come specifically sell on Misho. Can you explain? Yeah. So for people who don't know ONDC, ONDC basically... We got a lesson today a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> this meeting, when you were late, we yeah. were watching that. Yeah. Oh, acha. Ah, so I'm saying it's a, it's, it's a government initiative trying to onboard all kinds of small businesses on a platform and make all kinds of small businesses, be it Kirana, etc., basically come online and really unbundle the entire value chain. Right. I really believe the vision and the mission there is quite powerful because you still don't find any Panwadi, etc. selling products online around you. Right? Very, very India has about 60 million small businesses, about million, million and a half only sell anything online. So now you can say eventually how many will do or don't do, I don't know. You look at Southeast Asia e-commerce, they started four years after India. About 15 million people who sell onla- online just in Indonesia. India is still million, million and a half. So I think there's a problem to be solved. I, I hope that ONDC is the answer. We've integrated with them. Hopefully that will solve, but so still very early. In very simple words, like if you were to dumb it down for me, if I am a seller who makes soaps, yeah. after ONDC, how does my life change? So I think it's more interop. So basically they say it's like the UPI of e-commerce. It's supposed to be that, which is... Anyone, you can upload your catalog on any app and it'll start to appear on all other apps which are integrated with ONDC. So that's how it's supposed to be. It's an interoperable e-commerce platform. Tomorrow when I put my soap on Misho, will it automatically show up on Flipkart? It should, if everything is on ONDC. That's the goal. I have a very, I want to ask you a question. So you all, you all believe that uh, India mein, matlab, abhi tak log bhuke piyase hai, unko kuch nahi mil raha hai, jinko ye usse milne lag jayega. I, I don't know. Zyada consumption ho jayega usse. You care supply follows demand. The problem is this, I right? I agree. The supply Kandam follows demand. Haan, to keh raho, jahan paisa hai, wohi to keh raho, demand. So supply follows demand. जिसको अब जो 200 SQ कंज्यूम करना है वो 200 SQ कहीं ना कहीं से उसको घर पे भी मिल जाएगा कहीं ना कहीं मिल जाएगा तो क्या I'll give an example because this happens so gradually ना कंज्यूमशन तो नहीं बढ़ेगा but this happens so gradually people don't understand but if you look at pandemic where things happened like very quickly right so suddenly for a year nothing was selling offline and you meet any small business in India like people are like oh shit people used to come to me and say sell online and I did not do and now I can't just put food on the table in my household, right? So I'm saying at that point in time, every small business in India realized they want to be online. And to some extent, by the way, informally, a lot of them are online because they sell on WhatsApp. So you can say that Panwadi also sends yeah. you whatever you want on a WhatsApp, right? They can, Are they selling online? Maybe yes. But still, like quite hidden in some unstructured platforms, they haven't come online and they can't 
get access to a lot of demand that people who are selling online are getting to. Like he was saying that it's a digitization. digitization. But someone has to enable and somehow there have been lot, lots of roadblocks that haven't enabled it. So let's assume it happens. Let's say I'm in search. I only had a relationship with you. Correct. So I was just selling on your platform. Today suddenly the product shows up in Amazon, Flipkart, everywhere. How does the use case for an e-commerce platform change then? Because then Amazon has less control over what all products are listed under them. Yeah, and, and that's, the, that's the unique thing about it. A lot of those design principles haven't been thought of yet. Because everyone has a different supply chain. Right? Like if everything is available everywhere, and everything then is the same. who stands for what? How, what does a brand stands for? Like Because everyone uh, uses the same supply chain, so the product will come in the same amount of time. Hmm. If everything comes the same amount of time, then how will Amazon build a different identity than anyone else? So the problem is, like no one has thought about it, even people have designed it. Still very early. So I, I, I don't know what will happen there. So it's okay, very. It's a fair explanation. It's an idea. Right? So, huh, because if everyone is the same, yeah. then how do people stand for different things and why will you have multiple apps and then who will really do it? And who will going to benefit? And which is the big problem? Payments are same on every app. It's not that my if I do payment uh, with one app to the other, they stand for different things. The payments is a commoditized one simple thing. Products are not. Like it's two different stores you go to cannot be exactly the same. They stand for different things, what they merchandise, what they talk about, what their marketing line is. They're very different things. So if you try to commoditize storefronts or marketplaces, it's never been done before. So how does it really come to life? No one knows. So I don't have a good answer to this question. Even, even government is not very clear. They're trying, they're bringing the people together. But let's see, everybody have their own hidden agenda. So, India may investing into e-commerce. There aren't many opportunities. Flipkart is owned by Walmart. They're not listed here. One can argue you can buy Walmart shares in America, but that would <coughs> diversify you too much. The only option I would say, arguably, is Nika, Jaha, you can get a piece of the e-commerce pie in India in the listed space. Uh, what do you guys think of Nika, the business model of Nika, and what do you think will happen to Nike going forward? I know they're your competition, but... No, we're not, by the way. Like, I, I believe it's a very different business. Hmm. Like, we're a platform, they're a brand. So, I think it's... Are they a brand? Because they're not... They're distributing third-party products. Yeah, but still, they're a brand. They're a brand. Because, uh, look at Amazon as a brand. It's a brand. Flipkart is a brand. Nike is a brand. Mishu is also a brand. They worked on building the brand. So Yeah, yeah but my, my... Still, my thing was, like, they... A lot of what they do offline, online, the kind of products they sell, a lot of products are exclusive. So basically... But vast majority of what they sell. Huh. Let's say they do 4,000 crores of business a year. Let's say 5% margin kind of business. Uh, operating margin or net margin 5%. But most of what they sell is third-party products that they are distributing. Uh, so that's why I think my understanding of the business could also be limited. But from what I've seen, how they've approached it, a lot of that business has been built by getting supply that you won't get everywhere, right? So they've been much more focused on going very deep into that particular category and making it happen. If, if by the way, you can get the same supply that you have in Nike, you have an, you can get an Amazon and they'll ship like the next day. Why won't you buy from there? It should not happen, right? 
but it does not if somebody is buying are they betting into the story of india 2 growing significantly and india 1 growing as well but uh, but the woman child is getting uh, getting into beauty even in india 2 yeah. very significant way so there is some budget of the family going into beauty beauty as a category is also growing significantly that's actually a very interesting question let's but india 2 by the way in terms of beauty ends up being lipstick nail polish Whatever or foundation but, but that's also three category three sku is not small ha huh, but it's it very three four five so it will how does one evaluate something like nike how does one benchmark i am asking because you both are in e-commerce you've had flipkart to done you have me show if i am a investor trying to figure out i should invest in the company like i think falguni is an exceptional entrepreneur i know her and i think if anybody can pull it off it's possibly or likely her uh, she's had an exceptional past and great management and all of those things but the broader question is how big is the e-commerce pie in india and are we betting based on the valuations of whatever i mentioned are we betting that india 1 and 2 will grow to x percentage in the next 5 years or 10 years is that the bet we are making yeah i i don't know the answer to that question and i won't even attempt but what i know is i don't think that company is a good representation of india e-commerce it's very narrow in a category and very narrow in terms of the customer base they serve their average order value if i remember comes from 1500 1800 2000 something like that it's not less yeah Huh. but it's not it's quite high down. it's very high so my point is it's super high so the segment exposure and category exposure cannot be a representation of the cosmos that's what i believe okay let's talk about misha huh let's make it more interesting what is your valuation today valuation today my our valuation this is the last round was about 5 billion Okay. and uh, give us some metrics like some numbers and whatever is publicly available. yeah something we have about 14 crore people who buy from us every year about a million small businesses um in the last one year we did about 1 billion orders which is what 100 crore that's so about 100 crore orders in the last 12 months um insane numbers by the way right 14 crore people buying huh yeah and and by the way we sell across so horizontal platform people come and sell anything they want right. so about half is apparel and half is non apparel and that includes kids beauty personal care your electronics so home and kitchen like the gross sales that happen on yeah so about like last 2020 calendar year was about 4 and a half quarter to 5 billion um so which is last year and what is the margin on the top level out of this 5 billion you sell on average how much margin do you have uske niche maza hai bas ho gaya why do you want to open my pnl in front of me here right now right right i think inka ticket size ka challenge aata hai na dealing with that kind of customers right but ticket size kam hoga na 320 and that's the i'm saying that's the problem we have to solve like so are that's the biggest problem correct what would that be for flipkart would be much higher again 1200 1300 maybe higher because wahan par wo electronics mobile phone takes the average order value quite high plus plus mintra untra hai to unka bahut zyada mintra we didn't answer we integrated that we didn't answer the nike thing what are the final thoughts on a company like nike cuz i don't have another listed player in mind <laughs> what's your interest <laughs> no i said like i said i don't know about the company but i i don't believe it represents india e-commerce but, yeah, but that's okay i i believe it's uh, it's picked up the right category at the right time and secondly they build their own strength of the content 
to commerce. I think it was a very interesting way they built it. Uh, there are negatives that uh, they have attracted attention and too many players are coming in. Uh, they need to uh, build their own uh, brand in the ecosystem, which they might be doing. They went into too many things now. They went into B2B. But I was surprised that even uh, they, I never thought that beauty and fashion as an adjacency will work as much. But uh, Nike is not doing bad on fashion. Yeah. They just launched that Aloe Yoga, no? They are the distributor for it. Killing it, that brand abroad. It's 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 doing reasonably quite okay. So in in if they are able to build adjacencies, it becomes an interesting story. I think one thing you have to give it to the like uh, as in Nike, they have built the business with the discipline, unit economy, so that they are going to market and definitely <laughs> the market believes in their uh, their IPO. Like everybody, they are still holding a very high given the comparison to their revenue. I think only problem is how to expand that their TAM. Uh, is it the similar, because the, the category they are in, it's already niche. And build as a commerce, so it's very hard to say that it's a full-fledged e-commerce. I will not call it as a platformized e-commerce. It's a vertical. Definitely they are building other verticals also, adjacency, but it's a difficult journey. Let's see. If I had to like figure out e-commerce, let's say I'm I have 100 rupees to invest mm. and I want to invest in e-commerce. Kis pe bet lagana chahiye? I feel like because even now more and more of what's going to come in the public markets, what people say is like Nike hai, now first cry someone who's saying will go public will be very similar like one sector so, certain wo, that'll be the key curation with ONDC with many platforms no no I think that's why what's happening is these value value adding brands are going online platforms mm-hmm. will come and I don't know both the other plot, platform Walmart and Amazon they will list in India unlikely so hopefully right. we will do it at some point in time right but I feel like that the e-commerce exposure that you keep referring to mm-hmm. unless you take parts of all of them say KR Sub karke, at least we'll have some exposure. Otherwise, all of them are waste. Geo hai, they have a big aspiration. So, although Tata noon kuch kuch kar rahe hai, to bhi ho hi rahe na. What, what? Should I be in e-commerce? Or is the market too saturated? It's a career? For, to start as a platform? A, as a career. Start a platform so or to be a merchant? Commerce, na? You, there's no other option but to be a part of yeah. yeah. I think being part of e-commerce, Everybody the only way is not to be a platform, right? Yeah. Like now, all the D2C brands are part of e-commerce. Yeah, they're all e-commerce. And everyone, so the beautiful thing that has happened because of e-commerce platforms is now personalization and localization that can happen, like it was not possible ago. So now people are like finding very niche and basically serving them. So you only get discovered with a particular search term and people buy you again and again. So I'm saying lots of these micro D2C brands are possible. So I'm saying being part of e-commerce, everything that you do around selling digital products is being part of e-commerce. And I believe it will only accelerate because there's no other way anymore. In our right? Like, especially us three living in Bangalore, we're all from this. We're all products of a startup bubble which started bubble. in the last decade. And I think, yeah. to be fair, like we were talking about knowing your flaws, I think we're cognizant to the fact that we are byproducts of a startup bubble. What happens to e-commerce once the deep discounting in a way or the 
marketing money which was funded by cheap cost of capital abroad goes away like how do things change let's say there is no funding available for growth for indian e-commerce companies in the next 3 years and they have to survive with the money they have left how does each one change my mind is a very hypothetical question but i think look when you are building a business you know that this much of money you need let's say plus minus you can say that i think only you can say that hey growth is the right matrix if you are growing then investing money even though let's say profitability comes after let's say four or five i don't agree i don't agree. Hear, hear me out hear me out i understand uh, I, I, but if you are with those unit in your boundaries you are capturing the market share and growing i think i am in, in that kind of a student where i'll support that but burning money and hurting the company like you burn money you get the gmb see but see and but your uh, unit economics not holding you should not do that but you make it kill your company but you also making an assumption that this tap is open where you continue to get money to burn money how about by the way unit economics i also feel like why unit economics why not abda I'll, I'll I'll tell you why, and and it's a, it's a great thing. It's a of course EBITDA. Everybody is aiming for EBITDA. I'm not contesting that. So I'm saying I'm not that has that. to be positive. Yeah. Ideally, you should and make money. Some, some some cohort. Let's say growth is is an important matrix also. Uh, that's the problem. I've been uh, a growth story in a way, and I don't think that holds true. Because I'll tell you why. I'll I'll explain you why. After a point. the growth comes at a extraordinary cost and that's what i'm saying that we should not do that if it's coming malum nahi padega aapko aapko malum hi nahi padega you will be lost in that journey of growth ke you want it at any cost you want to be the leader in the category and the space which you belong to i think that is so true but sir aap to many by the way i believe so my opinion is there are multiple things there one stage of the business especially in e-commerce you need to cross a critical mass yeah that growth is required and unless you get there if you try to become profitable too soon you get into a negative spiral it's okay so because people take the same lesson apply across stages i don't believe it works so i, I so you have to get to critical mass but after that i believe you need to be profitable yeah, of, course. of course i'm not right so our goal is i think by the end of this year we'll become profitable because like ab ab nahi karenge to kab karenge right you have 5 billion of sales now you know make sure that the business becomes profitable but if i try to do it 4 years ago i would have made a like a big blunder So Nikhil, I have a very interesting take on technology. So I, I always believe that technology does three or four things, which different from the traditional or the old economic. One, it reduces space, reduces time, and creates social interactions. And like in fashion business, uh, on on digital commerce, you can do ten stock turns, where in physical you can't do more than three, three and a half. You can work with less number of people. You can introduce like a lot of processes, and then. Uh, social interaction is something digitally you can build a lot and acquire customers at a much much lower cost than what physical because in physical the old economy used to advertise for everybody here you can target you can do a lot so it has lot of advantages anybody who will take advantages of all this thing will going to be the winner and constraint can create companies yeah 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 of course i and i some and for lastly i also believe that uh, unless you are getting into unless you don't have x amount of value addition done you are not in a business only yes yes 
in e-commerce also if you'll see a scale business these are scale business and that's why i was not able to answer on the nika because i was not imagining how where the scale will come from because you know supply chain the same thing goes goes on because those are the principles where more and more scale you can reduce the reduce the cost i think building those capabilities where sourcing is a big thing uh, in e-commerce let's say uh, and but retailing is sourcing yeah, yeah no but sourcing i think sourcing yeah. if i'll crack sourcing and definitely i'm not I'm talking about the going and having doing that math on sourcing rather than buying keeping that inventory and then distributing and saving the money i think that's a lose match and it will only come on certain scales when the you you involved on the production side of it interesting any final words for anybody looking to get involved in e-commerce final thoughts socho main 20 saal ka ladka hu bangalore mein college khatam hua hai e-commerce mein kaam karna hai thoughts so when i look at uh, d2c brands it was uh, d2c brands are something like uh, you are living in a neighborhood and you opened a shop i think you start from there and from there you grow and open to a much it allows you to open to a much much larger audience right? so that's the way forward uh, you can't now go and open a shop below your building yet. it's great to get into digital commerce and if you're lucky and if you do well if you're passionate i think it's a great business to be no i believe there is no other way right so i believe as i think we started in the beginning the definitions between e-commerce commerce offline commerce are getting blurred more and more so if you want to do anything in commerce you have to basically figure out how to make e-commerce work this holds true for anyone who's starting a business today so i think if you want to create value i think you will become a part of this so i think instead of asking should i become part of this question is what do i need to do to really really become successful at this and i will that will happen like social figuring out influencers figuring out everything else figuring out marketplaces i i think contrary it has integrated them because you get the same product same thing earlier when people define that when offline hey you will get something in delhi or in mumbai or in big cities you will not get in tier 2 or in now e-commerce made it every product is available everywhere we all agreed that's become a very relevant part right figuring out very big yeah to sell anything hmm So I think if you are doing commerce, online will happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Some people will do hybrid as well, but I'm also seeing. So, for example, forty percent of sellers on Misho are online only sellers. They don't sell anywhere else. So they have basic. They became entrepreneurs for the first time because they figured out, hey, I can go on this platform. I figure, I know how to merchandise well, how to price well, how to figure out what trends work on this marketplace, and so on. So people are creating businesses, basically. So I think that will happen more and more. Lots of online native sellers will come, and they would have never known what does it mean to sell offline. I, I believe they say <laughs> I can only uh, finding the similarity when we have started. Let's say two thousand seven, two thousand eight. The internet at that time was not even the main channel. Only eight million people have in the broadband and the internet access at that time, two thousand eight. uh but i think taking that punt is the internet is a most powerful thing and people have evolved like social i believe the 20 year guy who understand much better than me and because when we have to learn talk to him 
and finding commerce definitely doesn't matter which channel but it will going to happen and adopted in a most evolving way i believe the social influencers and all are the great channel how to get use of that in look i'm not talking about supply chain i'm not talking about inventory those are given if you wanted to transport one physical goods those will come into play and somewhere it's it's solving or solved it's evolving in own pace but getting into the consumer side of it where the consumers minds are be part of that and see how how one can be uh, do those commerce transaction uh, how to influence i think that's the advice i and and new channels already are emerging super great thank you everyone for watching thank you thank you kishore vidit and sujeet thanks cheers everyone thanks for hosting us great. hi i'm nikhil uh, thank you for watching the podcast let us know who your favorite guest has been and who you'd like to watch next thank you